Warning, this podcast may contain strong language. Enjoy the show. Welcome to Film Fights, a movie analysis podcast where we take two films with a similar plot or story and see which one is better, or at least which one is better to me and why uh, my co-hosts are wrong. Um, I'm Zach, and uh, I'm here with my co-host, television director and artist, Amber Hollinger, sound engineer. Hey, sorry, I (laughs) stepped all over your greeting. Hello, Amber. Go on, it's fine. Sound engineer and post-production guru Steve Walter and marketing strategist extraordinaire Jim Vistano. Uh, greetings. A little freaked out from last night, but okay, yeah. nonetheless. I slept adequately after watching this last movie. I, I'm surprised that you're willing to get on a video chat service after watching. <laughs> it, was, it was all a trap. That's right. You know, I don't do scary movies. I stopped doing scary movies, so this was a big deal for me. I never watch scary movies. We should tell the listeners out there what our matchup is. We have a social media horror edition this week, and our marquee match matchup is friend request versus unfriended great uh, selection of quality cinema to match up together but yeah no i'd never seen either one of these and i actually like scary movies unlike maybe it's just me no no Jim, i Jim like scary movies movie Huge okay. one movie fan. Cool, cool, cool. So we have two people on half this podcast who love yeah, and two people who are not huge fans. I think I told you guys the last really scary movie I saw was The Ring mm-hmm. in the theater. So and I believe one. I didn't know that it was a scary movie. I went to the theater for a date for movie night and oh come on you have to be prepared if you're going to go in and see a scary movie I had zero like I was not guarded or prepared in any way shape or form and I'm watching this unfold what the hell is happening totally you think it was like a romantic comedy yeah she thought it was an engagement yeah exactly (laughs) I can't wait to see until she gets the ring I saw that movie in the theaters, The Ring, and uh, it's the only time I've ever seen people run out of the theater as it was the climax was happening. Uh, that one was actually quite good. These were two... you the first one out, or were you behind the people in front? <laughs> <All right. laughs> we'll he was pushing them out of the way. Uh, Someone would react in a scary movie in a little bit, I suppose. Well, lastly, we watched Friend Request separately. And then last night, we all hung out at my place and watched Unfriended. And for the first time, we actually videoed us watching the movie. So at some point, we're going to... I don't know release... what happened to that video. I think I deleted it. <laughs> Accidentally. <laughs> that was my favorite part of this whole thing, was watching <laughs> Steve and Amber watch a horror movie. That was probably the best part. It is hilarious. <laughs> So you're talking in about coma. Zach didn't even blink on the jumpstairs. I was, I was just absorbing everything. There's two types of people in the world when it comes to watching scary movies. There's people like me who experience it on the surface 100%. And then there's people like Zach who are just absorbing everything. And it's unbelievable. I'm like having anxiety. He's over there going, yeah, it was pretty scary. Ice water in his veins. If you want a surgeon, ask for Zach. Do not ask. Well, I also think it depends on what you're affected by. Like, I'm not really that affected by like the psychological. Like, I find it interesting. If something was really gory, it might be harder. Or like uh, the torture stuff I can't really take. Listeners out there, the barometer for Steve when watching Unfriended was we're watching the computer screen and Blair is typing and a little message balloon pops up at the top of the screen and goes bloop and Steve jumps. I jumped. Notification. It's eight that minutes was... into the uh, film. I jumped. <laughs> and this noise, like, it you was know, a, that's what it was. It, it was a notification. <laughs> Best jump scare ever. It was fun. Um, I was constantly uh, surprised that Unfriended came out two years before Friend Request, because Unfriended was 2014, Friend Request was 2016. Well, I don't want to spoil the episode, but Unfriended was better than Friend Request. (laughs) Well, I think it's interesting that they both dealt with social media and being what it is today, that these movies were, I mean, a little ahead of their time with what the impact of social media could be. I think we could talk about the plot. We'll do Friend Request. It starts off with the suicide. They don't really understand what's going on. And I'm a mystery? you guys have to help me out here. It's it was a so little complicated. Sui- I remember thinking, who's the bad guy? And friend request, and, right. There, well, yeah, both, there both movies have a suicide high. of a young woman and yeah, a suicide friend- video, yeah. 
Yeah, and in Friend Request, the cast is set in college and a female right. classmate commits suicide and they see the video online, it's horrific. I think that's where you were going, Steve. Right, right, right. And, and then what happens afterward, it didn't make much sense to me. This girl committed suicide and then all these things were happening to these kids. Nothing particularly scary, but I, I remember at one point they were down in that basement and a computer nerd kid, he tried to kill her the main character, because he thought that that would end the cycle or whatever. And I thought, oh, that would be kind of interesting if it was actually him the whole time. But maybe there was a connection between him and the girl who killed him. But no, nothing that clever. He was just, all of a sudden, he was bad. It didn't make sense to me. Her thing was, I mean, the thing that was weird about Friend Request was that it was kind of like this witch type thing where the way she killed herself in front of a mirror made her like a demon or like a poltergeist or whatever it is that infiltrate these these people, which was kind oh, of odd in a sense. Like you know, it's like, it's like, okay, you don't really know that until like kind of the middle of it, but you don't know why all this stuff is happening. You're not really sure if she's even dead because they couldn't find the body and that type of thing. So they left all that hanging. Like, like you said, it would have been more interesting if she kind of either wasn't dead or if there was someone else involved helping her out. But it ended up being, you know, oh, it's that's kind of like a spell, and she's. They never answered any of those questions. Mm -mm. And she's also taking all of her revenge or whatever out through one specific website, which is weird. So it turns out that not only is all the stuff happening through Laura's Facebook profile, but that she's got some sort of evil JavaScript behind her profile. Oh, that's, that's right. Yeah. Of course. She's a psychological well, hacker. Well, yeah. Let's talk about let's talk about Marina's Facebook page. You Laura mean her tonight. amazingly talented uh, visual arts project? <laughs> okay, so it threw me a little bit. You go on Marina's Facebook page and she has an a full paper cutout animated clip of her dream last night. And I can tell you, I work in animation and this is not a student film. This is full blown produced animated feature. In fact, I need to send her a friend request right now because <laughs> I gotta hire her. If she's that fast, she can turn yeah. out a film overnight. Jeez. Yeah. She's doing a little short film a day. And also, it's all creepy and Laura's like, this is beautiful. And if they just scroll down like one more page and they <laughs> see like death and destruction and people being eaten alive and buried and skeletons. Right, the pregnant woman with satanic runes on her stomach, that sort of thing. <laughs> like, oh no, oh, who gosh. is this girl? I must have blocked that part out because I don't remember that. Maybe, was that during one of the animations? Yeah, the, this was like, Friend Request was real artsy. And anytime they looked at Marina's profile, it got kind of lengthy with all the examples. And at a certain point it was like, okay, I get it. They spent yeah, all their yeah, budget sure. producing the animation and not enough budget in actual storytelling. I thought the same thing. The acting in it was so poor. There was the two detectives that were just useless. They were like those uh, people from Red Heat that would just talk the script through. You know, they were just like, okay, now we're going to do this. It didn't make any sense. Their characters, what, what were they after? When I was doing this sort of research and stuff, I found out that uh, everyone pretty much on this film was foreign, which answered a lot of questions for me. The director, Simon Verhoeven, is German. And it, not only is it only his fourth feature film, Film. This was his first American feature because throughout the film, I thought, why is the humor so weird? I could tell they were jokes. They just weren't really landing. And I think there was just a lot of lost in translation stuff. Is this uh, like, there there's was, no re no relation to Peter Verhoeven? No, unfortunately. <laughs> now that's a film I could get behind. Yeah. Simon, he only has a few, yeah, a few directing credits. Of, Zach, you wrote something that he wrote sex comedies? Yeah, his first three films, the German ones are all sex comedies, uh, which is kind of bizarre because I wouldn't have guessed that just based on watching this film, which could have gotten like, you know, it's set in college. It could have gotten raunchier if he really wanted it to. Well, I have to say the two films that that I looked up that he's made are called Men in the City and Welcome to Germany. And I just need to, to check with Steve. Have you seen both yes. of these films? Both are porn. <laughs> Welcome to Germany is a sex comedy. Oh, no, that one was made after it's uh, the first one is called like Pro 100 or something. And it's about these two guys that somehow get dates with lingerie models. And I guess they're inside this club and the whole movie is just them trying to get past the bouncers. Sounds like a winner. Yeah. Fascinating. But like, Welcome to Germany is like a thousand percent of a porn title. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> 
So I guess this was filmed in South Africa. So you have a, probably a South African crew, a German director and producer, an English speaking cast. Uh, and... Australian uh, and British, but yeah, English speaking. Yeah. But, from different but, yeah, countries. Like you think about the types of hu American humor versus British humor versus Australian humor. It's all kind of in the same pocket, but also can be very different and interpreted way differently. So I don't think I laughed once. Was it funny on purpose or was it just ironically funny kind of thing? <laughs> That's a good question. Cause like, like the cops- the cops, I thought, were like supposed to be kind of comic relief in a way. I just don't think they succeeded. Yeah. The problem with the cops and any other adult figure outside of the cast of college students and teens is that nobody acts in such a way that you would act in real life. And part of the enjoyment of a great horror movie is you're watching your main characters on screen. You want them to do what you would do in that situation or even be smarter than you so that you can't sit there going, God, why are they doing that? No one would ever do that. The cops wouldn't come down and interrogate a teenage girl alone without her parent in the principal's office and just say, we're not fact-checking that this is your account. We're not fact-checking that you can't delete it. It's all this weird thing where everyone's going, just delete the account. And then they walk away from her. It's so and, bizarre. Yeah. And there's a difference between a character making a bad decision and a decision that doesn't make sense. Yes, you, know. you can make a bad decision, but not one that no one would make. Talking about Joyride and, and the character Fuller grabs the CB radio when, when there's a, a killer after him and he's like, fuck off, come get us. You know, he would never yeah. do something like that. So in the same thing here, they're like, let's go on Marina's Facebook page and then just incite rage. And, and there was no, she should not have accepted her invite to begin with. Aside from the, the weird posts and stuff, she has no friends that's a red flag. Oh, cautionary know. tale. I, I have to say the beginning of Friend Request was really cool. Yeah. I thought they set up the world really, really well. Both of these movies, I love the ideas behind them. They're all just really entrenched in social media commentary about how you can literally live and die by your online presence, especially in today's society. Everything that you are interpreted as in social media is basically your identity. So cautionary, don't, kids out there, adults out there, don't accept friend requests from people you don't know. I I had to unfriend three people today that were acting super weird. Oh, who was it? <laughs> Name names. Name names. Walter. Guys on the screen. Just there's, crazy. There's three of us here. Is that a coincidence? <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's oh, interesting. So, you know, Marina's, her last name, Netafir, it's an anagram for a friend. Yeah, that's so it's stupid. A bit forced, but usually I am pretty good at that stuff, like anagrams and, and that kind of thing. But uh, I did not recognize that because I was looking, I don't know about you guys, but when they were showing all the, the screens and stuff in both movies, I was always like checking the background for clues. Am I going to find something that nobody, you know, oh, is there something there? And I don't think there was any in friend requests. There were a few in Unfriended. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you saw those because your hand was in front of your face almost. <laughs> no, that's probably why we didn't see it. It's hard to see through your face. Not mostly true. Well, at least Steve was actually doing something that somebody would do in real life, which is try to look in the background of images to find clues instead of these dum-dums 45, 50 minutes into the movie before they're like, you know what, maybe we should check this girl out. <laughs> Yeah, just because everyone's it's dying. Like, it's, you know, the, the kind of single white female kind of thing at the beginning worked for me. Like that part, you get like she was mm -hmm. she's trying to be nice to this girl who was a little. Uh, and, and I get that because maybe that's the kind of person I am. I, I try to like I'm an optimist. So I see the good in people and stuff like that. But why would she have gotten so crazy over a person she had just met? Unless she was that was just her. That was, I think oh. that's her. She was just was yeah, she, she possessed from a person previous? Is that what we're supposed to be led to believe? Well, I think by the oh, no. but from the end of the movie, I think that's maybe what you're supposed to kind of get from it because it's like it a still doesn't Rose make any thing. sense. So then her only offense was unfriending her, and that's just not enough justification built up for the horrendous onslaught no, well, of every was, person involved. I think it was not inviting her to her birthday party wasn't she the real ultimately mistake. she ultimately unfriended her though and that was when well, that's true that's, that's true. when the yeah. distraction i think that was the there was a lot of great things built up i actually wish that friend request had gone away from the supernatural and mm -hmm. went more into a single white female how much scarier would that have been if right marina was a real girl who was just you know mentally broken and laura just trying to be nice, be friends on Facebook. And then she actually starts stalking her and killing her friends or like sabotaging her. That 
can and does happen in real life and they could make it, you know, they could elevate the stakes, that would have been a more terrifying movie because it could really happen. Right. The cyber this would, nope. they, didn't, they weren't that smart at all. That's yeah. actually yeah. how I met Steve. <laughs> <laughs> he was a stalker originally. <laughs> yeah, but this is like, this is one of those rules, the exception, like we became friends afterwards, all that, but usually you don't befriend your stalkers. <laughs> it would have been, it would have been nice though, if there had been some sort of impetus i guess for them to sort of become friends whether it was being assigned to a project together anything other than yes. just like uh marina just suddenly decides to look at her in the cafeteria and she's i was thinking now. the same thing yeah. zach they share this class together it would have been so much more believable if we saw some kind of friendship being nurtured because we spent a good mm -hmm. deal of time seeing how laura's social media presence has grown and flourished and very backlit kind of experiences in her life that didn't move the story along very well. That could have been done in like three or four shots to understand that she's got a great presence on social media and a lot of friends is super happy. Would have been better served for the story if they spent time getting to know Marina and then through their friendship, getting to know each other, she could have been leaking small bits of information that start raising red flags. That curiosity and her starting to explore this person would have been much more terrifying than just one day she ends up being a psychopathic witch. It wasn't, yes. I mean, there wasn't enough and was basically they were friends for it seemed like less than a week and yeah. you know she didn't get invited to her birthday party and then that was it you know that was the betrayal and it wasn't a lot that's a great point because guess what in unfriended they made the choice that you just suggested which is these two girls have a lifelong friendship together and there is a betrayal and then mm -hmm. there's at least motivation for all of the bloodletting yeah. <laughs> was your birthday jim my am, I to, am, I, am I invited to the party or? You totally can come to my party. I'll send you an invite. <laughs> oh, Make speaking sure. of which, right after, I've told you guys this, right after I watched friend requests alone on my computer, I got a friend request with someone who had like the same kind of artwork as Marina. It was almost like, you know, when your computer listens to you and starts sending you ads for things that you're talking about. Like if you were talking about taking a trip to Spain, all of a sudden you get brochures for Spain on your, you know, or Facebook ads for Spain. Here's a creepy friend. <laughs> Literally, it was so wretch. Let me see if I... Look at no, it! No, take it off. Ugh. Well, look, this is free advertising for. Uh, yes, hang this up in your home. <laughs> yes, yeah. I don't like now. I don't know because I don't have permission to show his work. I'm sorry. This free advertising. It's beautiful. Very. It's very scary. It's so scary, and I'm sorry I didn't um, accept for your friend request. For people that are into literally... that, it's very well done. A uh, school picture. <laughs> <laughs> Was. But say, so this person, I love your artwork, but I literally just watched this movie and I felt like I was being tested by the universe. And so I didn't accept your friend request. It's the only reason. It's the only reason. Don't kill me. Well, he's, he wasn't dead. So I don't know that. Not that we I know. don't know that, Steve. Jesus, okay. Jesus Christ, okay, I don't know creepy. that. Well, if you were in the film, you would not You would have gotten an error from Facebook other, rather than being able to not accept his exactly. friend request. So that's oh. a good sign. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is they have, the, in the two movies, they have unfriended. Unfriend it has way more social media platforms. They do with Skype and right. texting. They never ever say Facebook. That's true. It was it was a Facebook like thing. You're right. You can't like posts. It was a thumbs up. Thumbs up. Yeah. Yeah. So no, I'm guessing Jim, this is they... a question for Jim on the marketing. Are you? Is this what you're about to ask you? Yeah. Like, how did they? One must have paid for something, and the other one did. Right. Yeah. Also, it's not paid for, but even the the rights to the movie, you would have to get the rights to use it. So if they were going to copy something like a Facebook or a Twitter and it's not really them, they have to make it different enough so people wouldn't be, oh, wait, that's Facebook. It would have to be different enough because if it can be mistaken for Facebook, then they still can get in trouble. So they well, have to be I'd careful to with all that and, stuff too. And look and see what was different enough because it sure, as I'm thinking about it now, looked a lot like Facebook. What would you have to pay to use Facebook and Google and all of those in your movie. It depends how much they think it's going to push it forward, you know, because Facebook and if Facebook was, it was this 2008 and Facebook was just out, they might've been more into it because they would get their word out more. Well, not, not for this exactly. It's like, oh yeah, you know, get Facebook and, you know, be get killed. killed. But, um, 
it just depends on licensing. It's not like a set thing. It's like, it depends on what you're doing, how much you're doing, what they're going to get out of it, what you're going to get out of it. That so it's like a per case sort of mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, it's all per negotiated. Like, with like everything, it's all negotiated. So it's almost like a talent. It's just, you're negotiating. We want to use it. And if you negotiate a fee that works, then you can use it. If you can't, then you can't use it. Then if you try to do something too similar, then they can come back and see you. Because Unfriended was, I mean, it looked like a pretty low budget film. I wonder if that is taken into consideration when they're, because you saw Google, you saw Facebook. I'm sure they got permission because speaking of the budget, the budget for Unfriended was $1 million. Wow. Just crazy. Wow. Yep. The budget for, uh, the budget for friend request was almost 10 million. So. Wow. That's a huge discrepancy. And when you learn about the process of filming Unfriended, it's a cast of unknown actors, like Mm -hmm. TV actors. Mm -hmm. They shot it in 12 days. They shot it in two houses. Honestly, it's like, there's not much to it. There's no real sets. There's like, I mean, you literally could use that too. You could probably use one house if you had enough rooms in it. I mean, it was pretty a simple concept. They shot it all in one take in real time. That's That's what the internet said but that I mean, sounds it, crazy i mean i guess if you think about it, there were some cutaways where it was just her typing and we're talking about unfriended now uh, when she was just mm-hmm. typing where they may have done some uh, cutaways where there was no uh, action on the screen but for the most part those kids were always on camera long shots uncut and and i mean i guess you could get it done that quickly but how much did it cost it cost a million it should have been switched because the production well i mean if you think about friend requests there are i mean you have you look at all the places they are i mean all that thing all those things add up i mean all those Mm -hmm. all those little sets you have the classrooms you have the the, all that you have all the movement you have outside you have inside there's a lot stuff going on in friend requests even though it's not very good and that's what's kind of unique about unfriended is like it's it's a very simple concept and it also in my opinion it kind of speaks to the social media and that age group and the teens better this is how they would communicate really absolutely yeah the the dialogue was better the The acting was was better it was almost like they were just you actually believe that this was their conversation. This is their friend stuff. It, it seemed real. They were very relaxed the way they were doing stuff. They're moving around. The way they're talking is not very formal. It's it's like teenagers would actually talk. It doesn't, it didn't seem scripted really. That's what I was going to say. I wonder if there was any improv allowed because there was only one. Improv. Yeah. A lot of improv. Because there's only one writer credited with Unfriended and there were three for friend requests. It wasn't shot in four, in 12 days. It was shot in 16 days. And then I read somewhere the cast, when they were being filmed, were led to believe that they were the victims of Laura and that they hadn't done anything wrong. And it was only in the final edit when they oh. got to see it cut together that they learned that they were the villains. Oh, interesting. Right. There was a lot of different scripts. Yeah. Being told several different things and being allowed to sort of act on that they were reacting to each other as they were hearing things like that whole put her finger down thing that was written on the set at the time basically interesting they were just so all those questions and stuff were things that the producers or or that the actors themselves came up with you're talking about Uh, the never have i ever never have i ever yeah yeah and um (laughs) it was revealed during the watching of this film that i had never played never had i ever which blew (laughs) my mind well what i found the most interesting is that we all held up our fingers to play the game along with the movie. And, yeah. and Jim was only left with two fingers at the end of it where the rest of us had five. And I found that kind of concerning. Yeah, because he was the one that posted Facebook Laura's on. video. Right? It was Jim all along. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. <laughs> I felt like the girls, the, the sort of the cattiness and the, and the backstabbing and stuff like that, that all seemed kind of real to me. I mean, maybe it was amped up a little bit as far as the magnitude of what they were doing to each other, but the way that they were friends, but not friends. And mm-hmm. then when it came down to it, there really were no people that you could count on because they all wound up sort of betraying each other even at the end. And that's when it started to get lo- a little like there for me i'm talking about unfriended now that what's his name put his hand in the blender i was like okay well <laughs> what's doing that is it her well that's the, the thing yeah. well because laura i mean or or blair i mean if she was the one that was really why did everyone else necessarily have to die why did the fat kid have to die horribly i mean even though it was kind of it was better done than friend request for sure it held together enough for me to enjoy the movie 
it still yeah. like was a little overwritten. I have a legitimate question. We know that Blair filmed it. Did she post it or did everyone else post it and she just filmed it? I was still confused at the end. I think she definitely filmed it, but was it a boyfriend that posted it? I, I thought that's what, that maybe Mitch is the one who posted it. I can't remember, but. Was it I, possibly Val that posted it? Some, yeah, I could, if everyone. Yeah, you're right. It's, yeah. Two yeah. or three of the girls looks very similar. So that was another problem. a lot yeah. of choppy sort of blurry video and you're like, they who's that white a, brunette? Yeah. yeah, they didn't do a good enough job of delineating the characters because Val could have been Mallory, could have been whoever else. I don't know. And they, they all sort of interchangeable. The blonde and the boys were delineated pretty well. But I, I found myself going, now wait, what, what did she do? And the plot points were so intertwined. It was hard for me to keep up. That's not it was almost maybe even a little too clever. I trouble for keeping up with the Lego movie. <laughs> but the script was trying to be really intricate. And I mean, I think it pulled it off, but it was really kind of confusing. I, I think to go back to the Blair thing about why everyone else, why why was everyone else being killed? I think, I guess the ghost or whoever she is try, was trying to do was bring out all their secrets and try to hurt everyone and then uh, kill them, of course. But then I think she was trying to like, you guys are just as bad to each other as you are to me. And no, you can't trust anyone. You don't really have friends. These aren't your real friends. And try to just bring her down I, I think it was just a torture thing in that sense like you know you you're not as popular your friends aren't as your friends and that type of thing that makes sense you know the girl who died first the blonde we didn't really see how it happened there was a scene that they cut out <laughs> i wish they would have showed this would have been cool where she evidently gets remember that washing machine behind her that i thought was a mirror yeah um her death is being spun in that washing machine with a fountain oh. of blood coming out oh. <laughs> that sounds awesome yeah, oh, right. Yeah. That would have been cool. Oh, that would have been really cool. I mean, I mean, it's horrible, but it would have yeah. been maybe more interesting than, although Did that nothing. could also she look just, just terrible. Just dead. Yeah, yeah, she just like died. For the first kill, though, I thought that was probably pretty good that we weren't still quite sure what was happening. Yeah. And I yeah. loved the pacing of Unfriended versus Friend Request. Um, I think the runtime of Unfriended was 83 minutes versus... Hour 32. Oh, an hour 32. Yeah. Well, that hour 32 felt like longer and I felt like the unfriended went by faster so it must have been a little better oh yeah hey. friend request i was checking my phone i mean i had uh, a lot of other stuff suddenly to do yeah i felt like it just drug on we didn't even mention the, the the two guys from from friend request partly because one of them was so inconsequential but because she had <laughs> one boyfriend who was a doctor who would like leave surgery to come help her solve her little mystery <laughs> over the phone now and then and then the other guy who was like had a crush on her and had like hand tattoos for some yeah. reason. That was the computer guy, the right? Hacker, the computer yeah. guy. Yeah. yeah. He and didn't like, wind up trying to kill her. And I didn't understand that. And I think that might have been the part where I kind of zoned out because I guess he decided they all needed to die to survive or something. Do do all friend groups have a hacker friend that can hack into things? Because I we had so. a hacker friend. I didn't <laughs> have right. a hacker friend, but oh, man. it would be we useful, need, I guess. We need to get more friends. Well, if you graduated before 2000. If you are a computer <laughs> hacker extraordinaire, could you please hit us up at filmfightpodcast at gmail.com. Be need a part of maybe, the show. Yeah, we need a fifth wheel here, hacker friend. <laughs> I, I felt like that there was like, you know, jump scares are like this trope in, in these more in these movies. And sometimes they fit, I guess. There's action, there's rising action, there's tension, and then there's a jump scare, something like that. Maybe I felt like the ones in Unfriended were forced, not at all like actually seemed to make sense. There were like these loud bangs and um Do you mean the other way that. around? Oh, do I have it the other way around? See, it's too confusing for me. The, the one ones... we watched together. You like the one we watched together. The jump scares were better and more yes. in line. That was unfriended. Yes. 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 Right. That unfriended had better jump scares. More... Although friend requests original title was unfriend. It's kind of interesting. Well, that yeah, that's what got possible. really confusing when you're looking this stuff up because some in yeah. some places friend request <laughs> is called unfriended. <laughs> Or unfriend. Well, and then unfriended wishes. was originally called offline, and then it was called cybernatural, and then retitled to unfriended. But then when friend request, yeah, but then when friend request came out, it was originally like Jim said, entitled unknown error. But then <laughs> they didn't want it to be confused with the previous version, unfriended, two thousand fourteen, and so they decided to unfriend that title. The whole movie <laughs> and then, was, and an then error. and then go unknown user until they went friend request. <laughs> 
Those are all terrible titles. Yeah, they're they're essentially interchangeable. Yeah. However, the two that they landed on, I mean, as far as matching two movies up, these were so similar in plot genre. These could you could not have had. First of all, the titles ended up great. You could totally ascertain what these things could be about just from their title and Mm -hmm. promos, which are amazing. But they're just they're so similar on so many levels. They both had leads named Laura, which I thought was an odd choice. Suicides. Two suicides, yeah. Oh, speaking of which, Unfriended was actually based on two real-life suicides. And I looked these up, and the images that we see in the movie are directly tied to... Gosh, where's my... I feel like you're going to put something scary on the screen. (laughs) I swear to God, I will not... That's what it felt Um, like. So take a look at this image. This is exactly... This is not the movie. That's not the movie? This is not the movie. So guys, oh, it's a picture say? of a girl in black and white holding up. Remember, what, there's a lot of these YouTube videos that used to go on back in the day where people would hold up these signs and sort of tell their story. And that's what we're seeing here. Wow. And it's, uh, it looks, and looks, I mean, it, it looks like it could be from the movie. It looks exactly like a shot. So they took this and the same thing. Oh. It was sexual abuse and a video released online. Oh. And then this girl's name was Amanda Todd. And they took Amanda Todd's story and Audrey Pott's story, the same thing. A girl who was sexually assaulted and then bullied online for it. Yeah. The stories are almost identical to what the movie has Laura going through in Unfriended. So I have a lot of respect for, even though this is a piece of entertainment, there's really a lot of social commentary happening in there. A lot of uh, cautionary tales and a lot of human interaction, how we treat other people. It is such a heavy topic. It's such a important topic, I think, for society, especially for young kids and uh, you know, young adults, because it's like you said, Amber, it shapes their realities, these social medias. And it was done terribly in these two movies. Something <laughs> like 13 Reasons Why, much yeah. more effective, much more real, I think strikes a chord. That series was very powerful. And um, there's been a lot of these kind of stories and it's terrible. If that was the angle they were going to go with, it might have been better, maybe in a, in a weird way, even though it's so dark, but they Maybe Unfriended did it a little better than Friend Request. Neither one of them really hit the mark for me when it comes to that particular social commentary, which is important. Well, they both wanted to have the psych, the, the paranormal sort of aspect to it, which brings in all the stuff that doesn't really make sense. And I get wanting to make that kind of movie too. I guess when it comes down to it, just the way they integrated social media in Unfriended was very effective and interesting. In Friend Request, it seemed like just kind of a gimmick. Also, I mean, if our listeners out there haven't seen either one of these movies, Friend Request plays as a normal movie where Mm -hmm. our characters are interacting in real sets in real life. And every once in a while, they'll go to the computer and the camera will show you what they're seeing on the computer screen. Unfriended is shot completely from the point of view of a computer screen. We never leave the computer screen the entire movie. Everything is like a Zoom image. Which and is, it's the, and it's the main character's computer screen. Yeah, so I, I love that choice. Spoiler I wasn't sure alert. how I would. I wasn't sure how I would feel about that, and I found it very effective. And of it course, was effective. And the, the sound design for that particular movie was done really well. It seems very like, oh, it's the big deal. But every one of those little boops and beeps and clicks and all that stuff, the dialogue, that all has to be done just They're right so specific, to make it believable. Yeah. Steve, do you know the sound designers on Unfriended? You know, Have you heard I, of them? I don't recognize that name, um, but whoever Clint Alde is, he did a great job. All day he does. All day. <laughs> well, what about, because you had mentioned that the sound design on that movie was good. And then I looked up the sound designers on... Red Request. Mm-hmm. It did not ring a bell. It wasn't bad. I mean, I didn't notice any mistakes, which I noticed mistakes. They, they stick up. I didn't notice any mistakes, but there was nothing interesting about it. It was very clean and normal. There was nothing that really... Can you give an example of a, a mis- most common mistake that you as a sound editor might oh, see? Oh, uh, poor ADR. That's usually the one that sticks out the most. Wow. Our listeners who don't know what ADR is, can you explain? Oh, sorry. ADR is a dialogue replacement. When they have to go back and reread the lines, either they wanted to make a change in the script, they didn't like the performance of the actor, there was uh, off-screen noises or all sorts of reasons you could do ADR, the mic scratches. So they have to go back into a studio, they watch themselves and they re-record the lines and then they have to be placed back in the film in sync. And if it's not done right, anybody could see it. That will really bum me out. Other than that, technical issues, maybe like some kind of uh, just nonsense, mostly bad ADR. Steve, is that why you said that Unfriended was the godfather of all social media horror movies? I didn't say that. That was, <laughs> oh. I didn't even make that comparison. I was too busy hiding behind my hands. <laughs> I'm 
the, thing, the thing about sound too, I think we talked about this last night. And for me, for horror movies, sound is like the key component that makes it, can make it Absolutely. very scary and very creepy. Friend Request, I don't think had anything. I don't remember Friend Request having any music that was like really eerie as much as Unfriended, which they use that tone that they use. Low I, I, it's like a rumble. Like, yeah, it's like a rumble. It's like what they use in Paranormal Activity, which is one of my favorite horror movies. Uh, I recognize oh. it from uh, Evil Dead. Evil Dead used that same. Yeah. Just like a- yeah, and it's like so a, it's it a starts off thing. It's a mm-hmm. building thing and it causes just, you're just sitting there and nothing even has to happen, but you have that tension going on. And then if something does happen, you jump. But if something doesn't happen, you still have that tension. So it, it keeps you in that heightened sense of anxiety almost through parts that aren't even scary, but it just keeps you there. Those tones, the low frequency stuff, well, you can feel it before you can hear it. You know what I mean? That's what makes it so weird because as it comes in at a really low level, it's still hitting you. And then as it rises up, it's a more visceral inside. Low end is a very low frequency, but it's still got powerful amps behind it. So you feel it before you hear it. And that's probably where I couldn't sleep last night. (laughs) (laughs) Each one of you had a great story of just feeling feeling paranormal activity in your own house. But Jim, you crack me up. Tell everyone your story about what happened after you watched Paranormal Activity. I, I told this story because, like, like I said, the sound in Unfriended was very similar to the sound in Paranormal Activity. And, and like we mentioned before, I'm a huge horror movie fan. I've watched every, since I was like 10 years old, seen them all, the Halloweens, Friday 13s, all those love horror movies. And as you get older, it's harder. It's You get to kind of get the same thing all the time. So it, I don't really get that scared. When I watch Paranormal Activity, because it's one of those ones, and I watched it at my house, not in a movie theater, which I think is even scarier because it takes place in a house but there's a sound and there's stuff that goes on in the movies that are very similar to like an empty house and especially if you have kids because and I don't want any spoilers here for people who haven't watched you know paranormal activity but there are things that just kind of go off like when our kids are younger they have these toys (laughs) and they're battery operated and sometimes middle of the night if the batteries are dying they'll just go off by themselves which is freaky in itself but the scariest (laughs) part is in paranormal activity there's this sound effect that when the demon is like running down the hall, it's like a footstep, it's like a snipe sound. And that's scary. And then the door flies open and stuff. It's just, that's the scary part. Well, (laughs) my kids, when my kids were younger, my son who was probably six or seven at the time was sleeping and I was in bed sleeping. And this is shortly after I saw the movie, he comes running down the hall and I hear, (laughs) in my sleep, I'm hearing that. And then he grabs my arms while I'm sleeping. And I woke up and I was like, <laughs> and grab onto him and like, scared the crap out of him. He scared the crap out of me. And I'm like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's wrong? And he's like, I had a nightmare. I'm like, okay, you'll be okay. I'll walk you back to bed. I, I probably lost 10 years off my life. <laughs> But that's what makes know. that to me. That's what makes movies so scary. That sticks with you I as like post like the jump scares we talk about. The jump scares are like they're scary at the moment, but when you go to bed at night, the jump scares really don't stick with you. But this other stuff, at least for me, have always stuck with me. So I, I the sort of story atmospheric about. stuff. Yeah. Steve's first instinct was uh, to say, well, "I'm surprised you didn't punch him." Tell him what you did, Steve. With so- <laughs> <laughs> my son had gotten a mylar balloon. I believe it was SpongeBob for one of his birthdays. And you keep them around the house because kids like balloons. But as a mylar balloon deteriorates, it slowly starts to sink. And I hadn't noticed it. I guess it was off of the corner. And I walked from my bedroom to the kids' bedroom to, you know, tell them goodnight or whatever it was. And, you know, I turned the lights off. And I guess the wind, I don't know what happened, but somehow this balloon followed me. <laughs> and when I went out of the bedroom, it was at eye level and it was dark. And I punched it as hard as I could. And when you punch a half flat Marlar balloon, it sounds like an explosion. It woke the whole house up. It was terrifying. But that Marlar balloon was not going to get me. <laughs> Take that, well. SpongeBob. <laughs> But I can imagine how terrifying that would be if you weren't expecting it. You walk around the corner and there's something right there in your face. Hey, Steve, when you when you ran into the balloon, was it the face of SpongeBob? (laughs) Or was it because that's the worst is when you see a face. I I probably would have just crumbled. (laughs) Just died right there. He saw the face of Michael Myers is what he saw. <laughs> it, was, oh it was my own face, but in a mylar blue, which is terrible. Right. Yeah, it was, oh, you should talk cool. to somebody about that. That would be I terrible. have. I've talked to, yeah. 
<laughs> I have a whole thing on therapy about scary movies. I've talked to my guy a bunch about it. I have issues. I know, but I want you at my house if there's a sound because your gun's blazing. Yeah, I don't. <laughs> you come around. out. You're I'm you're out. you're swinging before you're fact checking or anything. Yeah, I like it. Jim's kid would have gotten <laughs> punched. And I told my kids that when they were. I said, "You can't do that. Daddy will hit you. It's not my fault." Well, we digress, but <laughs> <laughs> but the sound. Or lack thereof can be very impactful in a, in a movie, as we all know. So yeah, I like the I like the sound design in Unfriended, and I didn't even miss the music. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was some source music that came out like at different times as more of a taunt, which I thought was yeah. interesting. You remember when like they started from their playing Spotify. those songs that were like a taunt? Yeah, there's a lot of good ideas in an Unfriended, whether it was necessarily a, a well perfect movie or anything it was enjoyable enough to watch it like you were talking about like little sort of easter eggs and stuff like from watching the background yeah i noticed some of those too it was was cool i kept wondering if something was going to come out of the darkness but it never quite did so that was good because i don't like that stuff but evidently (laughs) there is some easter eggs in the back there the director's name is in one of the uh texts like underneath text you know i think the director has his name there and in um, in friend request or unfriended unfriended nope friend request (laughs) <laughs> which had, which lended itself more to that type of thing. The other one was more of a real movie that they used social media as a backdrop. And now see, was... oh no, you've oh got to switch again. <laughs> Am I having backwards again? You yes. do. You have. A, they could both have those titles. Unfriended. Yeah. We watched yeah, as a group. Yes. Unfriended was the one yes. with the ghost. Last Friend night was the one with with, with the, the, the ghost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Friend request was the one with the evil source code. Unfriend was the one. Um, I don't with know what the, the girl shit her pants. Which, by oh, the way, shit her pants. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, Unfriended was the shit her pants movie. Yes. 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 Oh, Did yes, we watch yeah, this movie I last would... night? I, last we, night. We literally <laughs> Dude, watched I, it last night. Less than twenty-four hours ago. Less. I told you I have problems. Oh, Ugh. to be fair, Steve, like soccer games, he's the coach on his kids' soccer teams. He had a son who turned 18 this weekend. He's been very, very busy. going on? I Love can't remember busy. the name of the two movies he was I just ter- saw. Yeah, he was terrified. He didn't see half of um, Unfriended because he was hiding in my couch. So <laughs> it'd be hard you for guys him to remember. Some, hopefully you guys will see that video soon. It's it's hilarious. The You know, the climax of the movie, yeah, spoiler alert, there's a couple of jump scares there at the end, which I guess is to be expected. I about came out of my shoes because it was like bang bang and then it was over even though they were kind of cheap uh they got me i can tell you that i was scared by steve screaming more than i was scared by the movie (laughs) i i watched uh a little interview with the the girl that played marina and she said that she really enjoyed wearing stilts. What? Do you guys remember her wearing stilts in the film? Maybe in one of the animations? Oh no. no, but she wouldn't. That's not really her in the animation. Maybe that part got cut out. It must have, because she was like, Yeah, when I when I'm a demon, I got to wear skill stilts and I and I'm a short person. So I was really nice, you know, being tall and stuff. And I was like, I don't remember that part. Oh, at- was that when she turned into the giant? puppet in the hospital room maybe remember that when the one girl died in the hospital room and they showed the witch girl's face really for the first time with clarity and i was like oh right it was back yeah 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 yeah. it was very high up but it looked like a like an evil muppet and i'm like oh if you don't have the budget for that then just don't show (laughs) it don't do it don't muppet that shit that's terrible (laughs) (laughs) It was just very strange. But what Steve was talking about Easter eggs in Unfriended, the big catch was around 40. And by the way, as soon as this movie starts and all the friends come up on the screen, we had bets on who would die first. We had bets on if everyone would die or if there'd be any survivors. How they, they would die. Hold off. I like that they held off for the first person dying until about 40 minutes into the film. They built up that tension in those character relationships. So we actually did care if they died because we had spent time with them. Whereas in mm-hmm. friend requests, people started dying that we didn't even know. So we could mm-hmm. not care less if these people were Yeah, or not. An unfriended cast were somewhat likable. Friend requests, you just couldn't care. I was, but, um, wish they would all have died. <laughs> <laughs> They did all die, Steve. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> the Easter egg that I was talking about, and I don't know if anyone could catch this or not, but they played around with that love triangle where at the very beginning of Unfriended, uh, Blair and Mitch are having sexy time yeah. over Skype. And mm. she basically lets Mitch believe that she's a virgin. And then later in the film, it turns out Nah, she's boned his best friend a couple of times. And this gets Why? Just to make sure. 
It was an accident. But it was an accident, as we all know. Like, mm. I can't tell you how many times I was like, what? Constantly getting laid on accident. <laughs> what so happened? Annoying. How does that <laughs> happen? I want to find out how that happened. <laughs> Whoops. So, but as you're going through, because you're on Blair's screen the whole time and you're seeing messages pop up, apparently there is one little message. You have to pause it, though. You have to pause the film. And you look through Blair's emails. There's one from Adam, which is the best friend she fucked, which right. has a very quick line of him admitting that he's interested in her and how much he believes that Mitch is not the right guy for her, which I really love that they took the time to actually build in that backstory on the computer to have an Easter egg. How did Adam die? He shot himself. shot himself. He shot himself. Okay, but why? I the implication they could possess, yeah. Because That's when she, she possessed But specifically them. to kill themselves. Because right. when Blair was looking up information on exposition.com, there was something about <laughs> like... <laughs> no, no, was something else. It was like... What to do if you're being haunted? It was very specific. Yeah. How yeah, to yeah. combat internet demons on Facebook and or uh, can, Skype. can ghosts make you kill yourself and stuff <laughs> yeah, like right. that? Well, I like that they had some like uh, cautionary web pages out there were like, don't respond to emails from the dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's so anyone, anyone out there, if you were doing that, just stop. I feel like you probably shouldn't have to tell people that, but there are warning stickers on the blender, right? To not stick your hand in it while it's moving. Maybe fat or guy should have. face. <laughs> and why do you think they make movies every time there's a phone number? Five, 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 five. Mm-hmm. You know, because mm-hmm. like, they don't want people calling Marina on the phone. Be like, are you okay? <laughs> exactly because people will do it i absolutely called 8675309 when i was uh growing oh. up oh did I, you really yeah, no, yeah because oh, we yeah. had that that suffix or whatever in a prefix in uh my area and i was like i do it. if you call it today it plays the song oh really well but I every mean, zip code has its own 867 or zip code I area if code. you just dial 8675309 it will From play your the area song. Code. let's do no, it you don't have to put an area code no, I'm saying you're dialing it from your area code. So if I dial it from my area code, it's it's a different number than when you dial it. If you dialed oh. it from an area, like in the olden days, you never put in old area codes. Huh? Tell everybody your phone number. Six, seven, five, three, five, five. Five 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 one two three seven. Am I to understand that all of you dialed eight six, eight, six seven five three zero nine? Oh yeah. Didn't you, Did you know Jenny? She sounded great. So I haven't seen the Warriors. I had never played Never Have I Ever. And apparently I missed out on calling a fictitious number in a song. But it was you heard a, the actually song, was right? a real number. Yeah. It was her it real number. Occurred, it never occurred to me to try to call a number in a song. You know, guys are a little different. We like to throw stuff in lakes and down <laughs> holes. Right. You ever do anything like that? Just poke something with a stick? <laughs> yeah, poke something with a stick? Come on, like that's living. Like, you're like, oh, man, there's a hole. I'm going to throw something down it. <laughs> It doesn't get better than that's right. Phone numbers, poking things with sticks. I don't know. Maybe that's just, okay, be a man, whatever, poke something. But for the purposes of the slasher, uh, social media slasher films, I do appreciate that attention to emails and the sort of stuff that at least uh, unfriended seemed to put some effort into. There was also some private goings on too. Mitch, like some people were just texting them each other or messengering each other without the Uh, whole group trying to like uh, communicate separately. Yeah, and even taking that one step further, I like Blair would write something that we, the audience, can see change your mind, delete yep. it, and, you know, just giving a little extra insight into what she was thinking was cool. Yeah, Steve was I, bothered by that. He was like, why can't she just write? Oh, I, it, I, it I, bugs me to death when someone texts on a movie and, like, makes no errors. Zero Genius. typos? Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Well, and I only communicate these... with GIFs because you can't misspell those. <laughs> can't miss those. You, you, actually, Steve has the, the best collection of gagging gifts that I have ever seen. Oh, yeah. I have a good collection of those. Oh, my God. Like the In best fact, ever. he's got two like... separate folders. You got to be careful. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, no. No, I just got it. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds like when this was released, Rotten Tomatoes gave it 17% and wow. like the critics. That's the lowest one we've had. It is. Yeah, that's request, the critic yeah. score. That's, and that's the friend audience, request. Yeah. yeah, friend request. 17% critic score from Rotten Tomato and then 28% audience score from Rotten, pota- uh, Rotten Potato. Rotten, Rotten Potato. Tomato. <laughs> this was a Rotten Potato. Potato. I don't know. I'm now I'm like just delirious with this. But um, <laughs> Jim, 
I believe you have some Metacritic response. To oh, my favorite. I, have some, I, I did some critic ones, some short critic, critic ones, just to give like, see what the critics would say. And then I got some great Metacritic ones. So I'm going to do the critic it? ones, the real critic ones first. Um, and they're short. Rotten, this is a Rotten Tomato review from Josh Kubecki from the Austin Chronicle. He says, do yourself a favor and unsubscribe. Oh, that's clever. That's yeah. for, for friend request. Yep. <laughs> and then Matthew Rosa from salon.com. So the characters aren't as obnoxious and unlikable as the one in Smiley or Unfriended. But then again, oh. bland and forgettable is only marginally preferable alternative. So interesting oh. that they found the characters in friend request more likable. Yeah. Well, salon.com. That's true. <laughs> is that a hair it's salon? A movie. Back that's a blog years. site. Okay. Now oh, for yeah. the Metacritic reviews. Mm. Favorite part. It's you know, you know, I, I love me some Metacritic names. Uh, first, the Metacritic score is uh, on friend, re friend request is 31. The user score is 4.7, and that's out of 10. Oh. Wow. Seems high. high. Yeah. Well, it's because of Yoshi, because <laughs> Metacritic one Yoshi 11 says he gives it 10 out of 10. Wow. And he definitely raised that average. I up like there. this guy. <laughs> he said, Yoshi. this became one of my favorite movies ever. Amazing! Exclamation point. Great story and amazing acting. Exclamation point. I realize not very many people like this. I guess I'm just really naive or something. Exclamation point. <laughs> So, oh my yeah. gosh, Yoshi. Yoshi liked it. So, you know, <laughs> however, and I had to use this one again. I don't, from, I don't know if you remember this from last time. Oh, Epic Lady Epic Sponge. Lady Sponge. <gasps> she's awesome. Yay, she's back. Epic Lady Sponge. We're assuming it's a woman. Oh, well, yeah. I thought we thought it was a guy. Like it was like, he's like a. Epic oh, that's right. He's, he's, maybe he's, he's like, like, all like a the chick magnet. But yeah. it's Lady Sponge. Lady Sponge. Yeah. 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 We're going to have um, this discussion every time, aren't we? <laughs> Probably. You have to meet this person. Yes. Epic Lady Sponge only gave it a 2 out of 10. And they say, Friend Request is a ridiculously dumb horror bait that somehow manages to make Unfriended look as if it could easily be converted to become one of the high quality games of Nintendo Switch. That was all one says. What? I'm not sure what, what that meant. Again, he, he or she explains what she means by this. Or he oh, good. Like by that, I mean... <laughs> Jesus. That I mean, this dumb uh, horror bait to the eye makes Unfriended another similar horror bait look as if it could easily earn a 10 out of 10 just by watching it. That's literally saying too much, especially if I'm comparing a dumb horror bait with another similar premise. Well, I agree with her. She's saying too much or he's saying too much. His explanation of his original statement needs an explanation. Yeah, that's that was one of my favorite parts right there. That was awesome. I don't, I don't appreciate that. He's like, wait, just hold on, of, let me confuse you more. I don't like the use of, or lack of commas, or too many commas and not enough periods. His sentences you know what? are all over the place. Honestly, it, I have to reread, I have to read these at least six or seven times before I get on, <laughs> just because I'm like, I, I, I stumble. I'm like, am I stumbling? Or is this the way it's written? So there's some that I'm going to stumble. You're going to sound like a stumble, but that's the way it's written. <laughs> this is a uh, Metacritic. Uh, this is too hot to hoot. Four out of 10 stars. Friend request is just average, like stale coffee or cold pizza. Do you yes. love it? No. Do you hate it? Also no. Do you wish it was hotter? Yes. I was sorry to see, <laughs> I was sorry to see this good premise be run into the ground by bad acting and loose plot holes. Like a plastic bag floating in the wind, this movie blew the way, this way and that, just begging to be struck by a moving car at a freeway speed to be carried away into a building. Wow, so metaphorical. Jump scares that were so predictable, my aging, blind, arthritic cat could have seen it coming. Yet I still jump. I have a condition called slight pussyitis. Anyway, four to 10, sorry. Sorry. Oh my God. <laughs> what is he apologizing for exactly? Uh, having again? slight pussyitis, maybe? <laughs> because he or she, we don't know if it's a girl or a guy. Too hot to hoot? Yeah. Or an owl. I don't know. Could be an owl. It's too Jeez. hot to hoot. I love it so much. Yes. I want that on my epithet. So I'm going to go down. Oh, slight pussyitis? 
<laughs> just all of it the whole that whole review that's what I want written on my tombstone even though I'm going to be cremated and not buried I just want a tombstone sitting somewhere with that on it to pass, pass on to my children that they have something to remember me by unfriended uh the rotten tomato score for unfriended the audience score was 36 which isn't that high but the rotten tomato score was 62 much better than the uh friend request charlotte o'sullivan from london evening standard this is clever even poignant stuff oldies what? adolescents will, <laughs> will find themselves intrigued that's why I poignant what you said oldies as well my as parents the- would never understand this movie and they would they would come out being as confused steve? as anybody steve i'm we're the oldies Oh shit! Really? The, the young ones or the kids who are in the movie, like the teenagers and the twenty-somethings that would watch this movie, were the oldies. I'm I'm fine. People enjoying Unfriended and even calling it good, but to say yeah. that it's poignant. Yeah, no, poignant. Yeah. No, that's a. The girl pooped herself in the movie. How poignant? Exactly. Exactly. And we that's, saw it. We well, saw it, was, it. It is a London Evening Standard, so oh, it, I see. Oh, you know. right. Of course. And then critic uh, Andrew. Then Gold. you should have read. You should have read that in your best uh, British accent. I should have. Yeah. Mm. What's my best? My accent. best British accent. <laughs> Read this one next one to your best bitch accent. Apparently. <laughs> <laughs> this is Andrew Galdi from Movie Bitches. It was like a YouTube tutorial video that just like takes a sharp right turn into Murderville. <laughs> it just. Period. <laughs> I'd say it's a soft lane change into Murderville. Sharp Murderville. And it's a YouTube tutorial video. So it's like how to kill your friends. Yeah, it's, like, it's not no meandering into Murderville. You take a oh sharp. Oh my god. Yeah. Listen, movie bitches are on fire. They got it going right. on. Like that. <laughs> All right, Metacritic, they gave Unfriended a 59 and a user score of 5.4. That again is at a 10. And Metacritic, um, Epic Lady Sponge. <laughs> what again? Did just having the pop up again? So I'm like, you know what? Let's see what he has to say about he or she has to say about this one. Prolific. Yeah. Also gives that a two out of 10. So I don't think he or she liked this one either. Hmm. Unfriended explores the average lives of teenagers in the most boring way possible. This horror film could not even be called horrifying when it gets boring. Again, I don't know what he's saying. What? <laughs> the most ironic thing I have ever seen from this movie is that even YouTube is involved in majority of the movie, and yet it still feels like a low-budget YouTube video. Oh, um, that's two people drawing comparisons to YouTube tor- tutorial videos on how to murder your friends via it possession. Says it uses YouTube a lot, but it feels like a low-budget YouTube video. Are there any really high-budget YouTube videos? Well, nowadays, there are, but not back in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. Did they even use YouTube in Unfriended? I don't think they did. There was no YouTube. Uh, well, no, they, I think when the, yeah, because when they brought the videos up of like the, um, man, uh, you know what? But I think they were no, just watching the video on Facebook. I think yeah, right. they were just watching on Facebook. They weren't YouTubing. What are these people no, talking about? No, there was there was, was YouTube I think videos. there was a time. Were I think there, there was, was a couple of YouTube stuff going on. Like um, mm. the stuff there was YouTube in that one. He or she goes on to say, "Never have I seen a horror movie so boring. <laughs> I wanted to stop the movie before it could even end." Well, you could because you could stop it. If I was in this movie. This movie would have been over in a second because <laughs> at least not as idiotic as our main characters for the plot's sake. Wow. So hmm. is he saying that he's played yes. he's playing Never Have I Ever here? Never have I ever yeah. seen a horror movie so boring? Was it, that not I was in that movie? Yeah, it would have been over in five seconds too. I just would have turned my TV off or, or my computer off and yeah. went downstairs and not participated. Yeah. yeah. Guys, yeah, let's just talk biggest... on the phone. I know. <laughs> that was the biggest flaw, I have to say, is people just not hanging up immediately right away when they could have. But I also like to say with Epic Lady Sponge, I beg to differ. Unfriended explores the average lives of teenagers in the most boring way possible. Yeah. They're dying with blenders in their hand yeah. and shooting themselves and having like people nice, videoing them from inside their, their hidden cameras inside your laundry basket. Yeah, getting That's so drunk. Happening at my house. Yeah. <laughs> At what can we just talk about? We did not hit this, but we're watching Unfriended and we've got people in high school. These are high school kids, right? They're high They're school. They're by their own home. No family members home to hear them scream. There's no mothers. There's no fathers. Everybody's on vacation in all of these households. Adam with the backwards baseball hat 
is apparently a drunk. He's drinking Pinot Noir and has a handgun. So he literally is just in his home alone, drinking fine wine and has a firearm. And sells weed. And sells weed. weed on the side. Whereas other homie also just a huge bong in his room. Again, no parents whatsoever. Look, what's happening with these kids? That's true. There are just coming. I kind of wanted to be friends with all of them. They seem awesome. It's it's that part was bad. I was actually jealous of the giant shit that Laura took. I was like, man, she must feel so skinny after evacuating <laughs> like that. Her stomach probably hurt. Oh my god, it was probably so. It was probably so flat though after that. You like all that poo baby just gone. She gave birth to a giant poo baby, and she probably felt like the flattest stomach ever. And I'm super She's like, jealous. Why did I wear white shorts? Oh, so oh. And it just was weird that. because she wasn't hundred percent passed out, so she was still kind of awake and smiling. So you know what? Yeah, it's so good. Yeah. That's right. She's That's like, true. she was having a nice dream. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's so warm. I feel so free. Sorry, Jim, I didn't mean to like hijack Metacritic. The no, ethical ladies okay. just hit a nerve there. Yeah. Metacritic review number two, Spooky Nerd 420. Oh, is it nine out of 10? Their review is, I have to say, I thought this movie was very scary and seems like it might've been a true story. I know that I have had a few similar experiences of my own. Much like the main characters, I had a friend pass away and then contact me through Google Meets. <laughs> she asked me to do some pretty strange thing. Anyway, back to the movie. The ghost of Laura was right in her revenge of those popular kids. I would do the same if I was a ghost. The movie was so scary. Usually I could sleep just fine after a scary movie. But after this one, I had to take one lonely Tylenol to get me through the night. <laughs> and so does this movie. One lonely Tylenol? This was Steve's review. <laughs> Steve this sent was, this in. This was Steve's review. Oh, it had to be. Well, first of all, you didn't put it on the Metacritic score sheet. Well, the oh, problem I is- I thought maybe you weren't gonna look. It, it, Steve uh, sent it to me after I sent it off to you guys, so. Oh, because yeah. otherwise, Steve, I would have thought it was metal up your ass. That totally <laughs> sounds like your name. Well, metal yeah. up your ass. That was uh, Metallica's to... first album. So our listeners know Steve is enjoying the Metacritic fodder so much that he has decided that he's going to put in one of his own fake Metacritic reviews each podcast. He's going to give it to Jim to read. So basically, Zach and I will have to guess which one is Steve and which one are the actual real ones. Yeah, you're going to have to write less like you, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I found this film terrifying. Let me let me read let me read this last one and then then I have one other thing to say. Okay. Uh, Metacritic (laughs) review, metal up your ass. Metal up your ass. It gives it eight out of ten. I actually really like this movie. They really did something most horror movies didn't do, and that was make me laugh. They added so many parts that were funny and that most teenagers can relate with. Honestly, the only problem I had was how fast this movie was. Wow. It was like 82 minutes. And it was actually 80, I think 88. It was 83 minutes. 83 minutes. It felt like 82. And to confirm. It felt like 82. This is unfriended now. And to confirm anyone's guesses, yes, it is 100% pure Skype call the the whole time. Not once are we actually in any of the people's bedrooms with them. Actually, another problem would be that there really isn't any character development at all. Other than that ending, it's amazing. It's also kind of sad and i recommend this movie but don't go taking it too seriously just sit back relax and enjoy 82 minutes of the movie. i like huh. why did metal up your ass have to mention 82 minutes twice There's a lot of numbers in this yes. it's like, and he was don't disappointed. take it seriously yeah he wanted it to be two hours yeah the next time when you uh go in to watch a supernatural possession murder movie through social media don't take it too seriously yeah mm-hmm. okay good good to know Cool. Just yeah. turn cool, your cool, brain cool, off. Cool, cool, cool. Thanks, Metal. So, so Thank we do no, have one other little surprise, Amber, for you. Um, I actually got two Metacritic things from Steve. <gasps> he gave me one for friend request also. <laughs> so if we go back to Yoshi 11, Epic Lady Sponge, or Too Hot to Hoot, which <gasps> one do you think would be Steve's? Oh, oh shit. shut up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait, what are my choices again? It would be Yoshi 11, Epic Lady Sponge, Too Hot to Hoot. I feel like you need to read the first one and third one again. I will read them. I'll read them. Well, here's, I guess here's a question. Steve, will you ever pose as somebody that we've read before? Like, would you ever pose as Epic Ladies? That is a good question. Or is that unethical? Well, but you couldn't actually use the same name, could you? Well, that's what I'm saying. I'm just trying to rule out Epic Ladies Bunch because Epic Ladies Bunch did. Maybe I really like that name. (laughs) 
Maybe, maybe you've been an epic lady sponge all along. I could be <laughs> epic lady sponge. Oh my god! Then then I'd, have to, I'd, I'd too, have to hear then him I'd, again. I'd have all to right, go too hot to hoot. Too hot to hoot was it's just average like stale coffee or cold pizza, and it had the bag floating, and yeah. it mm-hmm. had the arthritic cat. And Can you summarize the first one again? Pussy-itis. And the first slight one pussy-itis. was the yeah, slight pussyitis was also too hot to hoot. The first one was this became one of my favorite movies ever. Great story, amazing acting. I realized not very people, not very many people like this. I guess I'm just really naive or something. Well, but pussyitis is pretty Steve. <laughs> it really is. is. It not-, <laughs> not just pussyitis, but slight pussyitis. You know, it's uh, that's I- the, the specificity. Too hot. Yeah. Oh, okay. was- well, here, look. Check this out. So, too hot to hoot is a palindrome. Oh. Oh, and so nice. is Lonely Tylenol. Oh, wow. Oh. So I will be trying to put palindromes in all my reviews, but I'm going to Nice. Hide Oh, cool. I'm never, I, you know, I'm going to spend zeros and zeros of effort or time trying to figure it out. Just FYI. Well, if any review ever mentions a Toyota, then we know. <laughs> Toyota is a Toyota? Yeah. It's too easy. Way too easy. Too hot to hoot. Oh my god, it's great. Well, you saw my organic uh, response to that, which was that I wanted it on my epitaph. So Steve, yeah, that when... meant a lot to me, Amber. That I wrote something yeah. that you wanted to do. I don't. You guys can't see me. I'm giving Steve a Taylor Swift heart right now <laughs> <laughs> for my epitaph. Thank you. <laughs> It was fun for me to write this. And I, I, we had talked about it last night, like, and I was a little bummed out that you were going to only have to guess from three, so I wrote two. That was nice, so that's a commitment. Way to go. Way to take one for the team. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, you know, so we've heard what Metacritic has to say about it, and I think it's pretty... Um, well, actually, Zach, you seem to kind of be probably the most on the fence with these two movies. Oh, like no. Jim. Oh, no. no, no Unfriended was, was way better. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Well, it was a grand slam. I, I, I think, I mean, Friend Request, like, wasn't a, a t- total Yui Bowl disaster piece of garbage, but it was dumb. I, well, I like more than anything that Unfriended really tried something different. Yeah. Yeah. So and I, I think pre- it was really clever. I appreciate mm-hmm. that just for an artistic problem solving. You know, being a director, that's a tricky thing to navigate. There were a lot of choices had to be made there. So I'm super supportive of anything new and different, even if it's not 100% well, successful. Like, well, and apparently Unfriended has uh, two sequels. So I might watch those. <gasps> Oh, I wonder if you would have done better. I do, especially when there's more than one. No, Uh, I I haven't. Is it called Refriended? (laughs) It's called, I know Unfriended 2 is called Dark Web. Oh, you're right. Yeah, Unfriended Dark Web. I I know what you you friended last summer. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) I knew you unfriended last summer. That movie might have done better during the pandemic because it was such a web-based thing and people were probably more in tune with it back then. Well, maybe I'm just old. Uh, it wasn't old, like that oldie. was really a thick stop. It. What was that comment? What are you saying? Do you need to explain? I don't know what that question was. Epic Lady Sponge, what are you trying to right? say? I don't think <laughs> that in 2000... <laughs> In 2014, <laughs> I would have been tech savvy enough to have five different windows up on my screen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh. Like I would have been Skyping one other person, maybe. Obviously with Zoom and, and all these other platforms, I would. it's not such a foreign thing to have all these spaces in these little blocks, you know? So it was a little ahead of their time, maybe. Yeah, I was constantly surprised that it was a 2014. It feels yeah. much more recent. More current, yeah. yeah. Well, I think that's it. That's our show for tonight, everyone. Plugs, anything anyone wants to add or I'm going to try to get this group to watch another horror film, but Amber (sighs) and Steve are holdouts right now. But if I can do it, it'll be watch something funny. We'll make it happen. Uh, if anyone out there has ideas that they want to hear for a movie match, uh, give us a shout at filmfightpodcast at gmail.com. Zach, you've been working on a new podcast. Can you tell mm-hmm. us a little bit about that? Yeah, my debut review podcast where me and uh, some friends in Texas just review a band or artist's first album and, uh, you know, try to listen to stuff that we typically wouldn't necessarily listen to. So it's been educational. What's it called? Debut Review. And is it new bands or is it previous bands, just their first album? Any band, just their first album. The first episode, we did Rick Astley's first album. We've done Dolly Parton. The one we're doing next is The Roots. So just all over the place. Oh, wow. Nice. That's great. Yeah, it's been interesting. (laughs) (laughs) I wonder, really, like if we were just going to go for a solid six, Maybe we get Epic Lady Sponge and then we just find a hacker and then we could be like all the complete pieces of Voltron that form the giant robot. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
I call ahead. We'll see you next time. Have a great night. Um, Don't unfriend any of your friends. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Sound effects courtesy of the Soundly app. Go to GetSoundly.com for your complete sound effect platform. Intro and outro music for this episode is District 4 by Kevin McLeod. Hear more like this on Incompetech.com. Thanks for listening, everybody, and be sure to rate us on iTunes and give us a review if you feel like it. Shoot us an email at filmfightpodcast at gmail.com if there's a matchup you'd like to see. And that's it for this week. Catch us next time for another episode of the Film Fight Podcast.